0: So you have to take a look at what's in your mind, what's in your heart. And you say, "Well, I don't know what's in there." Just listen to what's coming out of your mouth. You say, "Well, I don't know what I'm saying." Well, then listen to your spouse and your kids. They will tell you what you're saying. You don't want to hear it, but it's the truth. And we don't want to change. No, we just want somebody to yabba dabba do, <laughs> abracadabra, and my life has to be right. Well, God is not a respecter of any person. He's a respecter of faith. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And you've got to meditate on the Word day and night. You've got to keep it before your eyes. You've got to keep it coming out of your mouth. You've got to observe to do what is written in the book of the law. And then you will make your way prosperous and have good success. And God, God's not a respecter of anybody. He says, if you'll take the seed, put it in the ground, watch over it, it'll spring up and produce fruit. It's just that easy. But you've got to do the work. I said it last week at the altar call. I said, you can come up here and you can receive Jesus. You can sign up for the package. But if you don't show up to church on Sundays and to discipleship, then your life isn't going to change. It's like me going to the gym and signing up and getting the membership fee saying, I'm going to get healthy and I'm going to get fit. But I never go to the gym. And I never change my eating habits. And I wonder why my life isn't changing. Because it doesn't just happen. You have to do the work. And that's part of growing up and becoming mature. Can I get an amen? Amen. And so this is my beautiful artwork. (laughs) And this is the journey we're on. We're leading you out of Egypt. Say "Egypt." Egypt. What is Egypt? Egypt is a place of bondage. Egypt is a place where you're bound by things that are bringing destruction to your life. And we got to get you set free from the captivity of the things you're bound to. And just like Moses led the Israelites out of Egypt into the promised land, we want to lead you into the promises of God, into the fullness of what's available to you in Christ Jesus. Into every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. But if you don't want to leave Egypt, then I can't help you. I can't drag you out of Egypt. Can't grab you by the hair and drag you. You've got to make a decision that I'm ready to leave. Until you're ready to leave, there's nothing I can do. Because I'm not controlling and manipulating And I'm not going to make you to do what you don't want to do. Ain't nobody got time for that. You try and make somebody do something they don't want to do. What ends up happening is you get into manipulation, you get into witchcraft, and you get into control. Even your prayers become witchcraft. Because you want them to do what you want them to do. And I know a lot of people that come to me and say, pray for so-and-so. What do you want me to pray? That they would do this, this, and this. God gave each and every person a free will. God's not going to violate that. I'm surely not going to pray prayers to violate people's free will. I'll pray that God opened the eyes of their understanding so they can see the light of the gospel. I'll pray that they get to rock bottom really quickly and wake up. I'll pray that you stop enabling them so they can hit rock bottom. Feeding that thing so they can live in it. Put them out of the house. And find out real quick how quickly they're going to get their life in order. They're not going to come to church. They're going to live in my house, eat my food, use my air conditioning, not, not do it, and then won't come to church and then live like a hellion. No, get out. Yeah. Amen. Amen. As for me and my house, we serve the Lord. You don't want to serve the Lord? Go serve the devil in the streets. Let the devil provide for you. Say, so that's cruel. Listen, you want them to find Jesus? They'll find Jesus really quickly. They will come home repenting, saying, Mom, I'm so sorry. I've been using you and taking advantage of you and mistreating you. And that sorry man that you're not married to, living in your house, eating your food, because you feel lonely, you've got to decide you're leaving Egypt or you will be stuck with that demon thing in your household. Wonder why you broke. I need to calm down. Did did he just say that? No, I did not. It's recorded? You got to decide you're done living in sin, living by your feelings, living by what you see, by your senses. And you got to say, I'm going to start living according to the written word of God. Until you decide this is going to be your foundation, enjoy Egypt. Enjoy punishment. Enjoy slavery. Enjoy abuse. Enjoy it. But they have leeks and garlics. (laughs) Free food. Life was better when I was in slavery. That's what they did when they came out here into the wilderness they kept dreaming about Egypt and how their life was better there. Yeah. Yeah. My life was so much better in Egypt. you got to stop dreaming about your past yeah. and thinking, oh, the glory days of how I used to live in sin. you got to cut that out of you. Yeah. Because if you're longing to go back into sin, you're not living in the kingdom yet. And you got to keep walking. you got to walk through that wilderness. you got to strip off everything until you step into the things that God has for you. But if you don't decide you're leaving and put in the work and start walking and let the Word of God lead you and let people who've already walked the journey lead you and you'll surrender your life and listen to them. If I rock up at the gym, never been to the gym before, I rock up at the gym, I sign up for the gym, but then I go look at the equipment and I don't know how to use the equipment How many of you have seen those videos where people use gym equipment in the wrong way? They almost kill themselves and other people in the room. And I will not take instructions from the gym owner or the fitness instructor. But it doesn't matter what they're doing as long as you're listening. Because you can't control that. You can only control what you're doing. Look at somebody and say, when you're walking this journey... Forget about everybody else. You walk this journey with Jesus, amen? Don't be looking at what that guy's doing on the gym equipment. Make sure you're using the gym equipment right. Set the example. Look at somebody and say, You have to surrender to people that can lead you where you want to go. If you don't surrender and then you want to tell them how to do it, you're going to tell me how to have a relationship with God? I'm not taking marriage counsel from somebody whose marriage has fallen apart. I'm not taking financial advice from somebody who's broke. I'm not going to do it. And if you don't surrender to the process, enjoy Egypt. I'm not fighting with you. I am not getting stressed out about you. Not wanting to do what you need to do. It's on you. Now, I'll tell you how to get there. I'll show you the way if you want to know. But I sit with people and I talk to them. And they flat out ignore what we tell them. And then they come back the next week just so they can whine and complain. Did you do what we told you to do last week? No. Did you show up to church the last three weeks? No. Then I can't help you. Because you don't want help. You want a handout. You want to sit next to somebody and just tell them your stories. But you're not willing to do anything to change. Pastor is mean this morning. No. No. This is tough love. Sometimes you need a good, sweet boom in the rear end. <laughs> Nothing is going to change unless you do something about it. Angels are not coming out of heaven to miraculously turn things around. You got yourself into debt. You got to discipline yourself to get out of debt. Are you with me? You were sinning and living that lifestyle because it was pleasing to your flesh and you wonder why you're not hearing from heaven? Mm. You You can hear from the Lord if you want to. But you got to decide what it is you want. And if you will put your whole heart into it, you can get it. Because God doesn't have favorites and He's not pouring out His blessing on this one and that one and He's overlooking you. And so we want to show you this journey, how to get into the inheritance, how to get into that place where you're living in the blessing and the promises of God. They are available to you in Christ Jesus. They've been opened up to you. But if you don't go after them, you'll never have them. Can I get an amen? amen? And so what I want to do is I want to lead you to this place of encounter. Look at somebody and say, he's trying to lead you. To the place of encounter. Now, if you've encountered the Lord and you're living in that place, then you have to learn how to lead other people to encounter. Because that's the only thing that's going to change you. And what I want to talk to you about today is having an encounter with the Word. Look at someone and say, having an encounter with the Word. Every word of the Lord, that every promise in this Bible, everything that God has made available to you, you can have a revelation. Look at somebody and say revelation. Revelation. What is a revelation? A revelation is something that has been hidden from you that gets revealed to you. It's like having an aha moment. Anybody ever have an aha moment? where you're like, I never saw that before. I never realized that before. But now you see it and you realize it. And because you know it, you can now do something different about it. And you can go into the Bible, and every promise in this Bible, you can have an encounter with that, a revelation of that. You can see it and know it by the Spirit. And if you will get a Scripture, if you will get a truth... If you will get a promise and you will meditate on it. Meditate, that sounds a little new agey. Well, maybe they stole it from Jesus. How do you meditate? Anybody ever been worried before? That's how you meditate. Where you play the same thing over and over and over And over and over, and you don't shake it, it keeps going over and over and over in your mind. That's how you meditate, and then you start saying what's going on in your mind, muttering it to yourself. If you will get a scripture, I am seated together with Christ in heavenly places, I'm blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms, I am more than a conqueror. Whatever scripture you want, I'm blessed to be a blessing. Whatever you want, you go, you go find some seed from the Bible and start to plant it in your garden. And as you water it, as you meditate on it, as you write it down and put it on your refrigerator and, and then you have it in different notes on your desk and you have, you have it in your notes on your phone and you have a little pop-up that pops up to remind you of the thing. Set yourself up and meditate on these things and meditate on these things until they come alive on the inside of you. Amen. Look at somebody and tell them it has to go from your head, from your head into, your into your heart. And what happens is the Holy Spirit breathes on that seed and it germinates and it comes alive on the inside of you. Amen. And so we read the story. My artwork at top is fantastic. Fantastic. I should win some type of artistic award. Yeah. That is huge. Absolutely. Life-changing. So, if your ground is hard, look at somebody and tell them, if your ground is hard, if your ground is hard the, seed take root. the seed cannot take root. What happens to seed that's on the surface, the birds come and eat it. It goes in one ear and it goes right out the other ear. And the Bible says that Satan comes to steal the word that is not understood. If pastors Mike and Selena are taking you through Financial Peace University and they're telling you, we want to help you get out of debt and build wealth. We want to show you where your money is. We want to give you a plan to become prosperous. But then they tell you to cut up your credit card. You say, I ain't doing that. Or you come and do it as a show in front of the people and then you use your uh, your Apple Pay that it's stored in, and you keep <laughs> swiping it at the counter. Hypocrite! It's not going to help you. It's hard ground. There's no conception. Why? Because you don't understand. If you will do it the right way, it'll produce fruit in your life. Say faith, faith. without corresponding action is dead. It's dead we can talk faith all day long you can have scriptures in your head all day long and talk faith but if you're not applying it it's not going to produce for you you can have all the wisdom but if you don't have understanding how to apply that wisdom it doesn't benefit your life you say well I don't understand it do you believe that God is smarter than you maybe a little bit do you think God's ways are perfect and God's ways are true? Do you think God loves you? That He would never lead you into temptation? That He would never do anything to hurt you? Do you trust Him? And if you will put your trust in the Lord, that means even when you don't understand something, you'll be willing to do it. Because you know He would never hurt, do anything to hurt you. And family, you've got to make the Word of God your foundation. And even though you don't understand what is written there, you can say, Lord, I don't understand why I have to do this. I don't understand why you want me to pray for my enemies, God. I hate them. I don't know why you want me to give to the poor. I don't know why you want me to honor you with my 10%. I don't know why you want me to pray. Why do I have to go to church? Why? And you've got to stop resisting. You've got to stop resisting, always fighting with God. But do you know the Bible says if I want to do a shirt called if you. (laughs) If you will hearken unto the voice of the Lord your God if you will obey His commands and His decrees. Stop butting against the Word of God. Stop resisting the the Lord. Stop fighting with Him. Don't be hard ground. Stop resisting the work that God wants to do in you. Open up and say, God, have your way in me. I'll go where you want me to go. I'll say what you want me to say. I'll do what you want me to do. Not my will, but your will be done in my life. And that's where you have to get to, family. You have to surrender your will to God. If you don't surrender your will, the will is the place where you choose. You make decisions. And somehow guys have a harder time at this than ladies do. But there's some hard-headed woman too. And as long as you don't surrender your hard ground, And you will not accept anything the Bible has to say to you. And you will make no progress. And your life will not produce any fruit. You will stay barren and you'll stay in the same state that you are. Then he explained this and he said, The seed that fell on the footpath, the enemy came to take it away. The seed that fell on the rocky soil or the shallow soil. Represents those who hear the message, immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. So if you're shallow ground or rocky ground, you're going to miscarry. Why? Because you're going to let people and problems and being persecuted get you to let go of the word of God. And this is hard when you live in a household where maybe your spouse isn't saved, or you have friends that are not saved, and suddenly now you hear the word of God and you say, You know what, I'm getting out of debt, or you know what, I'm gonna give my life to the Lord and I'm not gonna live this sin lifestyle anymore. And you come around the people that you're currently hanging out with, and they they start looking at you, and now you're acting weird. Why are you not doing these things with us anymore? You're talking funny. You're not buying me lunch anymore, and then you say, "Oh well, I'm going to church." Pastor's talking about you know this and that, and you know I don't want to sin anymore, and I want to live a better life, and oh, oh, you're one of those. (laughs) And then you've got to make a decision. You've got to make a decision. The minute you start running after the things of God, suddenly problems arise. Out of the blue. I start going to the gym. I stab myself in the leg. What are the chances of that? Cut my leg open. And I refuse stitches. I refuse to be sewn up. And then I whack my other shin. Exactly the same day a week later. Where does that come from? In 20 years of my life, I've never cut my shin open. But when I go to the gym, suddenly, problems arise. And so, you're going to go through Financial Peace University. You're going to cut up your credit card today. But come tomorrow, a problem may arise where you're going to have to go back. You're going to say, I have no option. I'm just going to go back to my credit card. How about trusting the Lord? How about making a decision? You know what? I'm not going to put my trust in Visa and Mastercard any longer. I'm not trusting in. Give me a name of one of them. American Express, Discover. Ah, what's in your wallet? You make a decision, I am no longer putting my trust in the the banking system. I am going to put my trust in the Word of God. And I'm going to ask God to provide. And let's see if my God can show up and do what His Word says He can do. But you have to retrain yourself. And you've got to start breaking some habits, some things that are comfortable. You've got to break out of some things that are holding you bound. And if you don't make the changes, you're going to stay bound. And let me tell you this. You will face persecution and you will face situations that are going to be so tempting to get you to slip right back into the thing that you've been doing all along. Look at somebody and tell them, I'm not going to let pride hold hold me back. I'm not going to let people hold me back. The third ground is thorny ground. And this thorny ground... Jesus said, the seed that fell amongst the thorns represent those who hear God's word, but also quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of life, the lure of wealth, and the desire for other things. So no fruit is produced. You're going to face another test. And I think of it as like three trimesters. Any ladies ever have a baby? Well, you know. You can have it where there's no conception that takes place. <laughs> or you could conceive but miscarry. Yeah. Or you can conceive but abort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. At any one of those three phases, you could lose the seed and gain no fruit from it. Yeah. And the enemy's going to come in different ways to steal the word sown. Number one, it's going to be your pride where you're not willing to listen and open your heart to receive the word as being sown. You know what? I'll take the money scriptures. I'll take these scriptures. But don't talk to me about the Holy Ghost. Don't talk to me about tongues. Don't talk to me about healing. Fine. Keep going to the doctor. Stay on medication. No, because that's who you set up. The medical industry is the one that's going to heal you. Because that's what we run to all the time. Going to run straight to the doctor. I refused to go get my, my leg stitched up. I prayed, put a bandage on it, and said, Lord, I believe in healing and I will heal. Yeah, amen. No, you go to the doctor. I'm sorry, I'm not picking on doctors. But men, you go to the doctor, and then suddenly they find 30 things wrong with you. And before you know it, you're on all kinds of medication. You have a cabinet full of medicines. And the side effects of the medication are worse than what you had in the beginning. And so I'm not going to let pride stop me. I'm not going to let people stop me. But I'm not going to let possessions, money stop me either. I'm not going to be lured, lured away by some other opportunity. Or I'm not going to let the worries of life and the desire for other things distract me and pull me away from the things of God. And if you are good ground and you hold on to that seed and you meditate on that seed and you keep putting it in the ground and you keep calling out to the Lord, praying in line with it, saying, God, show me what this truth is in your word. There'll come a day where that seed breaks open, it dies in the ground and it germinates and it takes root and something pops up on the inside of you. And from the inside now, you will see something brand new and you'll begin to change from the inside out. And that thing will spring up on the inside. It'll grow into a tree and it'll continually produce fruit in your life. You'll get to enjoy of that fruit. You don't have to ask me, are you going to tithe this week? It's like I dealt with that 20 years ago. I put it to rest. Why? Because I saw the Lord provide. You can't convince me. You're too late. You say, well, I don't believe in the Holy Ghost. Well, that's on you. It's too late for me. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. Experience the fire of God. Pray in tongues. It's over for me. It works for me. you got to get it. Can I get an amen? And so there's a lot available to you. It's a book full of promises. But if you don't take the time to go find out what belongs to you, it won't be yours. And you have to be diligent in taking the Word of God... And planting it as seed in your ground and meditating on it and meditating on it and holding to to it and doing it even when you don't understand it so that you can see the fruit of it in your life. And you have to trust the people that are leading you. Because if you don't trust the people that are leading you, then there comes a point where you say, I'm not willing to go there anymore. I'm not willing to walk this road with you anymore. Because what you're asking me to do is too hard for me. And that's what happened. These guys came out into the wilderness and they started complaining against Moses to the point where they wanted to take stones and kill him. You let us out here. We don't have food. We don't have water. We don't have all these things. It was better for us in Egypt. And family, there'll come a point where you want to attack your leader, the one that's trying to lead you into the blessing. There will come a moment where you'll want to attack them and abort the process, don't do it. Amen. Press through. Because your breakthrough is right there. Yes. Amen. You hear what I'm saying? Amen. You know, <laughs> there comes a point when, ladies, you're pregnant. I know we had three. I saw my wife go through it. There comes a point where you can't bear it anymore, yeah. you can't take it anymore. Amen. <laughs> where you become so desperate. And that's what the wilderness does. The wilderness gets you to the point where you're so dry and you're so thirsty and you're so desperate to the point where you break through. You're not breaking down. It feels like a breakdown. Because you come undone, but you're actually breaking through. And what happens is when you hit that breakthrough point, you birth into the promise. And then there's a growing into maturity, 30, 60, and the fullness of what that thing is. Can I get an amen? amen. And so you got to go after it, and it works for everything. This is foundational. It works in everything. And we want to lead you out of this place of lack, this place of bondage, this place of sin this place of not being with the Lord, this place of sickness and disease, broken home, broken marriage, addiction, bondage. We want to lead you out of this place where you've got all this junk on the inside of your heart. On the inside of the heart, from up out of the heart, comes all kinds of evil thoughts. Murder, adultery, lust, anger, judgment. It comes from inside the heart. And if that's running around on the inside of you, there's no peace on the inside of you. We want to get you cleaned up on the inside. Who can climb the mountain of the Lord? Who can stand in the holy place? Those with clean hands and pure hearts. And so we've got to get the junk out of the heart and then we're going to plant some good seed in the ground and you've got to meditate on it, hold on to it, trust the Lord, declare it out of your mouth, worship the Lord, pray and thank God for it. Keep it, hold it. And you'll see it'll come alive on the inside of you. Can I get an amen? Amen. Do you understand this? Do you understand why this is important? It's important because if you don't do this, you can come to church for 20 years and your life will not change. And I want to see change in your life. I want to see the Word of God produce results in your life. And you have to understand that it's a journey, that it's a process, and that the enemy wants to steal the word that is sown. But if you'll continue to hold on to the word, no matter what, when the word gets preached, you say, you know what, I believe it. Why? Because it's in the Bible. When you face problems and you're persecuted for it, good, I'm going to take a hit. That means I'm on the right track. But devil, you're not going to let people convince me to let go of the promise. And then when, when the lure of wealth and the desire for other things and life problems get in the way, you press right through that. You say, I'm going to hold on to this word. I don't care if I die. That's fine. I'm going to hold on to this word. I'm going to stand on to the word. Nothing will distract me because you're good ground. And you know that if you'll just do this, it'll come alive on the inside of you. And when that word springs up on the inside of you, life breaks forth on the inside of you. And then you're transformed from the inside out. Can I get an Amen. You know what I love about Moses? Moses didn't just climb the mountain to get the Ten Commandments. He would spend time with God in his tent, and the cloud would come down upon the tent, and God would speak to Moses face to face. It's not enough just to have the mountaintop experience. You need to have the experiences with God on a regular basis where you're talking to Him. That needs to become the lifestyle. Once you hit the mountain moment and you have that encounter, encounters and living with the Lord should be on the reg. And family, it's one thing for us to take seed from the Bible. But there's another place that we're going to come to where God, out of, out of His mouth, begins to speak things to you. And the things that the Lord speaks out of His mouth is seed too. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. When you start living in this place where God starts speaking specific things into your heart about your destiny in Christ Jesus, it's a whole new world. Now you're no longer living in the past with all the trauma and the turmoil and all that. You're in a new place with the Lord. Now you're beginning to see things that God has prepared for you before the foundation of the world. The things that were written for your life that God knew you. He, he, He knew exactly who you were. He has good plans for you. God has got a book with your name on it with specific things that He's prepared for you to enjoy and experience and do. And in this relationship with the Lord, God will begin to reveal these things to you. And it's the most amazing place to live. Where you're totally free. Where you walk with the presence of God. Where you know God. Amen? Amen. The Bible says, I'll finish with this. The Bible says that we are in Christ, seated together with Him, at the right hand of the Father, with all authority and power. There is a place of maturity that we need to grow into. Jesus didn't just die. He rose from the dead. He didn't just raise from the dead. He ascended and he got seated. And you are seated with him in Christ Jesus. There is a place of ruling and reigning that you can come to in the Lord where you walk in dominion. Where circumstances no longer affect your life. Nothing comes into that place anymore because you're secure in him. And you're above principalities, power, spiritual. The devil no longer has any rights because you don't give him any. Because you know who you are and you know where you're seated. And so as you're growing in this thing, you come to this place of rest where you just take a seat and you can fully trust God. And you know it is well with my soul and everything's going to be all right. The Lord will provide. And whatever you need, when you find the plans and purposes of God, all the provision will show up. You step. It's like like Raiders of the Lost Ark or whatever it is. You you can't (laughs) see away from here to there and you just step into nothing, it looks like. But you're stepping on what God has said. And it's something that you can see. And other people look at you and say, how do you do that? The Lord told me to. The Lord showed me to. And so this is where we're going. This is where we're taking you. This is, this is all we do. If you're looking for something else, you have to go somewhere else. But I want to show you how to have relationship with the Lord. Serious. People are looking for all kinds of weird things. My, my job is to lead you into the presence of God, have relationship with the Lord. Because you're going to stand before the Lord one day. Mm -hmm. You're going to close your eyes and breathe out your last breath. And before you breathe out your last breath, you're not going to be afraid because you know where you're going. Not because you hope you're going there. Because you encountered God and you walked with God while you were here on the earth. So crossing over isn't a problem. People are so afraid of dying because they don't know where they're going. But if you walk in this relationship with the Lord, there's no fear of dying anymore. Because you know to be absent from the bodies to be present with the Lord, and you know why because you encountered God. It's not fake, it's not, I hope so, it's a reality in your life. Can I get an amen? You made impossible, possible.